Welcome to the Trinity Force Podcast. Our sponsor is Moxie and Zen. If you head over to moxieandzen.com slash tforce and use the code tforce, you can get 20% off of your order on premium, high-quality, and inexpensive boxers. They're made from bamboo to help wick away the sweat, which leaves you feeling fresh. Also, make sure to check out our Patreon, where we have a multitude of different perks. Anyone that signs up for the $5 tier will receive first dibs on any and all tournaments that we host. We'll send out an early access email so you can be at the front of the line to sign up and get onto the rift. The $10 tier will grant you access to special interviews or podcasts that we do. Additionally, $10 will grant you one replay review per month from the podcaster of your choice. Just download the replay file and send it to us via email or private Discord message. With the replay review, you'll get the insight and expertise that the podcasters bring, which will help you optimize each phase of the game. The $15 tier will unlock one live coaching session per month from the podcaster of your choice. Let us know who you'd like to talk to, and we'll set up a way for you to stream your game to them as a member of the podcast walks you through your game. And finally, the $50 tier will grant you a one-time guest spot on the podcast where you will be able to give your input on the show agenda and be live on the podcast with the rest of the Trinity Force crew. The money that we collect from Patreon not only helps keep the lights on, but helps to pay for better equipment and promotional materials. If you have any questions for the crew, shoot us an email at questions at trinityforcepodcast.com. You can also head over to our website, www.trinityforcenetwork.com. There you can find a link for our Discord, old episodes, and other Trinity Forest Network podcasts. You can also visit our subreddit, r slash tforcenetwork, our Twitter, at tforcenetwork, our YouTube page, youtube.com slash c slash trinityforcepodcast, or on Twitch at twitch.tv slash tforcepodcast, where we're regularly streaming tournaments, community game nights, other league games the podcasters are playing, and even other games occasionally. Finally, on Tuesday nights, make sure to join us in our Discord at 7.15pm Eastern Standard Time, where we will be playing and often streaming on Twitch, Community Game Night, for some fun pre-made games and in-house custom matches. Welcome to the Trinity Force Podcast. Yo, it's that Triforce cast beaming straight to your home. Grab a beer so we know Pony drinking alone. Send an email, a quick tweet, just pick up the phone. Leave a message, hit the beep if you're a creep, watch your tone. Discuss the meta game, patch notes, whatever helps your stats most. Obi Pwn Kenobi is your last hope to snatch gold. So grab your headphones and join in the fun. We'll try and force in some jokes and some cringeworthy puns. Yo, we can make it together, people. Trinity Force Podcast. Boys are second to none, but that's the end of the intro, it's time we've begun. Hello everyone and welcome to episode number 788 of the Trinity Force podcast. My name is N.A. Eric, I'm your host as always, and tonight it's just me. Um... We had some audio issues the last time we did 788, so this is run number two, and the other podcasters are indisposed with uh, life getting crazy right now, you know, holiday shopping, preparing for Thanksgiving, those of us in the States that celebrate it, uh, or wherever wherever in the world you are that celebrate it as well. Um, yeah, we'll talk about preseason, talk a little bit about Cassanti. Um, but yeah, so in general in life, I've been pretty good. I've been a little sick this week, which isn't great, but, um, my birthday is tomorrow, the 17th of November. So I'm excited about that. Um, yeah, it should be really cool. Yesterday I got three gallons of kombucha delivered to my apartment and I'm drinking some of it right now. So you'll see me that's what this is. I'm not drinking a jar of urine. Don't worry, everyone. This is uh, Dean's Kombucha Ginger Honey Turmeric. It's actually very delicious. Um, but I'll mute my microphone every time I drink that. Speaking of which, I'm going to take a quick sip so I can keep my throat hydrated. It definitely looks like I'm drinking urine, especially in this light that I have. So that's going to be very flattering. Um, 
yeah. Other than that, though, uh, my Thanksgiving plans are going out to um, going out to my stay with my family in Georgia, and then come back. So nothing too crazy. I wanted to do some non-traditional Thanksgiving food, but they all freaked out on me. So we're not doing that. Um, yeah. But um, let's see. So, okay, before I do anything else, I'd like to just announce the tournament that we have coming up. Um, I've already posted about it in the Discord. It's already been released to patrons. And uh, it's I'll post something on Twitter linking to it as well. But um, here, let me read through it. So, hey, everyone, it's that time of year again. You guessed it. It's the Trinity Force Podcast tournament time. Since the World Championship is ending or has ended in early November, this was posted before it ended, um, everyone will soon be in this state of world's withdrawal, if you will. And for those listening and not watching, I did some very over-emphatic air quotes. Uh, this crippling sensation of world's withdrawal is the inspiration for the upcoming tournament, which is why this December we will be hosting the world's withdrawal winter racket. And it's like racket, racket with a W at the beginning. Um, alliteration. This tournament will be a 5v5 Summoner's Rift tournament, and uh, which will be played in tournament-style draft, just like we do in customs and community game nights. There's one special rule for, rule for this tournament. Everyone must, and I repeat must, max their W skill first. You're allowed to put your first point into each of your abilities as you see fit. Uh, you're allowed to not max an ability if you want, if you're playing support NASAs or something. That's your prerogative. But the first one that you put more than two points in must be your W. You may max your other abilities as you see fit, just like I explained. And if you're wondering, Aphelios mu must max the W stat first attack speed. This is the only special rule. Um, so everything else is played normally. Whichever team comes in first will face off against the Trinity Force crew in the final, and uh, whichever team wins will also be gifted a um, a random skin from the podcasters as well. So that's pretty exciting. It's always really cool to un unwrap one of those. Anyways, the tournament will take place at 1 p.m. Eastern time on Saturday, December 3rd, and the teams will be posted roughly one week before the tournament to afford everyone ample time to get in touch with their teammates, ask questions, and scout the enemy teams. Teams will be created and balanced by the infamous algorithm. Good luck, and we look forward to seeing you on the Rift. So, go check that out. The link to this will be in the episode description, uh, wherever you find this. So, there's that. Um, and that's, a, that's about it for that. Um, so I guess I'll talk about Cassanti a little bit right now. Let me look him up on U.G.G. See where he's doing. So um, Cassanti's been out for like two weeks or so now, and we talked about him last week before audio fucked up and didn't work. But basically, the consensus amongst uh, John Fenrir and myself was that he's kind of a hybrid between uh, Riven and Poppy and. Uh, kind of um Lee Sin in a way like almost juggernaut-ish and bruiser-ish so uh he's still performing the worst amongst all top laners he has a 45.9 percent win rate and part of that is I think we think that this character is going to be much better in pro play than he will be in solo queue he is very he doesn't have all that high damage he doesn't do very well early um with all of that being said all of that's with runes and everything that was in patch 12.21 and 12, patch 12.20 so because i have not played any games on the preseason as of yet um i've seen lots of stuff but uh i can't evaluate Cassanti's efficacy in the um in with these new item changes and some of the other changes that being said he is not performing all that well he seems like he has a pretty high learning curve just because he's a absolute cc machine but you have to be able to get on top of them i know we were playing uh community game night on tuesday a couple nights ago and um there there was a Cassanti on the enemy team i don't quite remember who was playing it but fenrir was playing varus uh and we had a lot of range and stuff like that but once come mid game, once Cassanti would get on to, if he could get on to Varus, then he couldn't do anything. He would just be CC'd until he's dead with the slows from the Q, with the stun from the W, with the knockback from the Q as well, and the stun on that, with the R suppression getting taken over the wall, the all out. Um, he can do, he can basically remove a target from a fight. That being said, like, uh, his R is not best you it generally is not best used to take one target out of the fight because then you're also taking yourself out of the fight it's used quite well it would 
it would be used quite well in cleanup. Or if there is just one super fit target, you can take them out and then your team can clean up. Um, but yeah, if your team is at a 4v, if you're in a 5v4, you can take one target out and then your team's at a 4v3 and you're in a 1v1. It could be quite advantageous. So that stuff like that. And we'll, uh, we'll, Keep, we'll keep our eye on Kasanti and see how he's doing with some of the new items. I think he'll do better with some of the new tank mythics, because the old tank mythics weren't all that great for him, but yeah, so we'll see. Um, I'm just going to look and see. He doesn't have... He, he's not the worst statistic mid laner. I am very curious who is at this point. Uh, which one is the tier list? I'm going to guess it's Rise. So let's see. Win rate, it is Rise. Rise is the only worse performing mid laner than Kasanti. Interesting. Cho'Gath that low? Oh, that's so sad. Anyways. Um, so, preseason just dropped today. Patch 12.22, patch 12.22, if you rather. And there's lots of stuff in here. So I'm going to run through a lot of it and give my initial impressions. And then... Um, we're going to be off next week so for the holidays, and then once we come back, we'll have all been played some more, and we'll give some of our thoughts on what has gone, what's kind of been the direction of it all. So first off, uh, Chemtic Drake is back. It is not in the same format as what it used to be. Um, it is actually quite different. So um, when you kill a Drake, your team uh, gets a buff that grants 5% tenacity, and 5% healing and shielding power. Now, I don't know if this is additive tenacity and healing and shielding power or multiplicative. Um, if it's additive, it is much stronger than if it's multiplicative because if you have 30% uh, tenacity, and or let's say you have 100% tenacity, right? For easy math, 5% tenacity gives you 105% tenacity if you do it additively. Multiplicatively, I guess you also get it... Uh, you get it. 100 is a bad number there. But um, in lower numbers, it's much better. So if you have, let's say you have 10%, as opposed to getting 0.5% tenacity, if it's multiplicative, then you'll instead get 15% total. So let's see about that. Uh, healing shielding power so, oh, is, is quite nice, but it's conditional. And since you can't plan out what the soul is going to be, you can't really play your team comps around this. Now, if you could now if there was a change, which I've advocated for, some people don't like, it's kind of a controversial thing. People either like it or they really don't like it. Uh, to allow to see which soul will be coming out in draft. You could absolutely draft team comps for um, Enchanter Olaf uh, comps or Enchanter Bruisers with, you know, two, three enchanters and some juggernauts or something like that, right? That could absolutely be a team comp that you could run, but you can't, so that doesn't work. Um, upon receiving the soul for Chemtech, the players will receive a buff that gives them 10% damage resistance and 10% more damage while below 50% health. So any character that utilizes low health to do more damage or likes to play on the edge is going to be better with this, or is going to like this. Champions that won't like it would be anyone that likes being high health, so you know, squishies, uh, quite often, or anyone that's taking this, this wouldn't work all that well with like absolute focus. Um, I wonder how this will work with characters who have interactions post death, i.e. Karthus and Kogma. We'll have to see. Um, as I said, this has only been out for a day and I don't know that much about PVE testing. So there's that too. Um, Additionally, when Chemtech Drake is below half health, it gains 33% damage resistance and deals 50% more damage, so that's going to make it significantly tanker. tankier. This Drake will deal 100% total AD and 100% total AD plus 4% of its target's health as physical damage with each attack. I don't know if that's current or max health. If it's current health, that's better than max health, but I have a feeling it's max health and it might attack slower. So there's that. Um, the Chemtech Rift will basically empower all of the, uh, it empowers all the jungle effects. It changes some of the environment as well, but it um, changes, or not the jungle, the, the plants. So the blast cones now blast twice as far. So go around and play with play around with that in practice tool. It's really, really cool. Or go check it out in YouTube videos. Very cool. Some of the, how far you can go. Um, stim fruits, honey fruits will upgrade into stim fruits, which will provide the usual heal plus a bonus shield. In addition to no longer slowing champs that consume it. 
don't know how large the shield is going to be and how long it stays on or if it's just permanent until it wears off. I have to see because there's no numbers provided here. And then uh, Scryer's Bloom is changing into Firelight Bloom. So Scryer's Bloom will upgrade the fi into Firelight's Bloom, which will reveal a small area around the plant when broken, in addition to the usual cone in the opposite direction it was broken from. Allies tagged will also gain movement speed towards that direction for a short duration, and enemy wards will be revealed will be taken to one health. So you can go and insta-hit wards as opposed to seeing them, and then a pink ward could be a bait or something, right? Pretty cool. Not going to be major gameplay stuff. It just brings some whimsicality, I think. So we'll see. Um, jungle camp changes. Okay, so I'm going to cover, cover the jungle at the end. Um, there's a lot. That's what they've mainly hit on. So there's also... Uh, some new communication tools. So in the ping wheel, when you try to ping, there were four options. There was missing, there was danger, there was on my way, and there was need help. Um, now there are four more. There are, uh, what is it? It's um, push, which looks like it's the t uh, bottom right. It'll be, uh, let's see, um, in between on my, uh, what am I? trying to say it's um southeast i'll use compass direction so it's southeast in um uh in the northwest is bait in the top or no south southeast sorry was all in northeast is push and it's a minion thingy there's a hook for bait in the northwest and southwest is what they say hold it was previously called freeze i don't know why they changed it but they did additionally um when you uh they have n new things for enemy vision there can be there are blue and green with that so the vision wheel they're adding vision cleared enemy vision need vision so before there was just the you could assign it, it didn't it wasn't by default um, assigned any key, I don't think, but you could add it so it would be that little red eye that someone could drop, and it's like, hey, there's a vision, the, the enemy has vision right here. Um, now it's, hey, I cleared that vision there, or hey, we need a ward over here, we need some vision there. They have those other options, which is really cool. Um, there's also some stuff where uh, uh, improvements with allied ward tracking and enemy ward timers as well. Um, they've now added uh, suggested ability level ups into the actual game as opposed to needing some additional client side thing to use. Um, now there's, that's in there. They also added for the jungle, they added their recommended jungle route that you should be taking, like which camps you go to next, that sort of stuff. Um, so there's that. Lane gold and experience changes have happened. So mid uh, mid lane gold changes. All minions spawn in the mid lane will now be worth one less gold before 14 minutes. And uh, minion XP. Now minions now grant 2.15% more experience to solo champions. Minion experience when shared between multiple champions is unchanged. So they're giving more power to top lane in this because top lane didn't lose any gold. They get more experience. Mid lane lost some gold. They get more experience. If your support roams, your ADC is getting more experience. So there's that. Um, yeah, uh, they've added some new items as well. Um, I'll cover the jungle before I cover that. Let's see, anything else that I needed to go through? Okay, so first off, um, there's the recommended pathing. I'm just going to go in reverse order from bottom to top here. So they're changing uh, leash ranges as well. They wanted to make it more welcoming. However, this just makes it so you have to stand closer to the camp origin spots in order to kill them and it no longer allows for double camping so fiddlesticks can no longer double camp lilia can't double camp anyone who was able to do it before they tried to make it so that you cannot double camp um at all which is either good or bad depending on your outlook most people don't like it from what i've heard there may be some people that like it it will make the jungle have a lower or have a higher floor I think it might also lower the ceiling too. So it's really taking out some of the skill there. So a lot of the skill of what's going to be a jungle now is not going to be in clearing. It's going to be in the macro. It's going to be in what you're able to do in your enemy's jungle, what you're able to do tracking wise, that sort of stuff. Um, 
So for, they reduced all the leash ranges by some units. Blue Sentinel went down almost by half. It went down from 1,000 to 650. Gromp went from 700 to 450. Krugs are 900 to 650. Merc Wolves down from 800 to 650. Raptors, 800 to 650. Red went from 1,000 to 650. Rift Herald, 1,200 to 1,100. Dragon unchanged. Baron doesn't move, so there's that too. Um, there are now some other interactions with, uh, with this. So small monsters will match the patience of their respective large monster as long as it is alive and within 700 range. So before, you could be in range for a large monster, but some of the smaller ones would not be in range, and they would reset and run back to you. But now it's all going it's all relative to the large monster. Um, camps will start to regenerate lost patience after two seconds of being back within their leash range. Their monsters will also not lose patience for 1.5 seconds after being attacked by a champion within the leash radius. Um, there are now also soft and hard resets. So when, uh, when a monster is in soft reset, it will move more slowly than when it's in hard reset. Um, soft reset. So this is what the definition is. It says, after losing all patience, instead of fully resetting, the monster will soft reset for six seconds. While soft resetting, the monster will path towards its camp center, regenerate 6% of its max health per second, and ignore attackers outside of its leash range. Attacking a monster while the attacker is within its leash range will end the soft reset and restore some patience. After these six seconds have passed without the monster being able to attack, the monster will hard reset and ignore all attackers, rapidly heal, and return to its original position. So, there could be some things you do to maximize when they're soft resetting, but I have a feeling it's going to be really hard to optimize some of that. Um... I'm not sure. I don't think that there's going to be any sort of double camping or any way to do it well. So we'll see. Um, there's also now... Uh, so some other changes. Rift Scuttler is going to spawn 15 seconds later. It'll be 330 instead of 315. It will have 500 more health at level 1, but it no longer has a shield. So any champion that didn't have easy hard CC for it and didn't have a smite for it will now uh, is now buffed because of that. So Lilia um, is one that comes to mind immediately. Kha'Zix gets a buff there. Evelyn doesn't need to use her W on it. Anyone that doesn't have hard CC for it and is just jungling, you know, Twitch, Yone, Yasuo, uh, they don't necessarily have to because there's going to be a lot of other stuff. Aurelia jungle maybe, Silas. There's This is, the jungle is meant to, it's now going to be more healthy and it's going to be a lot more diverse potentially. So that's why I'm mentioning those, but yeah. Um, Rift Herald, experience given to champions within 600 units is up by 100 from 200 to 300, and the first spawn Rift Herald charge uh, will be 2,000, now it's 1,500. Um, that's the damage against turrets that it does. So I guess it used to do a flat 2,000, now it's 1,500. But it does say note actual damage done will be higher than this value. I don't quite know what that means. So good job making a clear tooltip there. Um, red is losing 12 AD, but it is gaining a bunch of health. It's going off to 2,300 health from 1850. And now it deals 5% of its target's current health on hit. So it's going to shred a lot more. Red has always been the scariest monster, and this one is now going to hit harder, I would say. Um, but it's going to hit less hard when you're low health, um, because of the current health. Crimson Raptor health is up by 300. The attack damage is down by 3, but they are now going to deal 3% of the target's current health on hit. Just the big Raptor is. The small Raptor health will be up by 75, and their AD is down by 3, so it's 7 now, and they have 75 more health. So some of them are tankier. Um, they're all tankier. They do less nominal damage but some of them have additional current health stuff that's happening same thing with wolves here their big wolf is up by 400 health it's down by 5 ad it does three percent of your target's current health on hit and then the smaller wolves did not lose any ad but they did gain 150 hp so they're going to be much tankier than before or than at least in your early first clear um ancient krug health so the big krug is has 300 more health and the ad is down by ooh, what is that uh 
17 that's down by. So it's down to 57 from 74. They now deal 3% of your target's current health on hit. Normal Krug health is uh, now 650 instead of 500. And then the animation between when they drop into the smaller Krugs was 1.3 seconds. Now it's one second, quality of life thing. Ancient Krug no longer spawns two Krugs when killed and instead spawns four mini Krugs is removed. Um, Ancient Krug is counted as two CS. The Krugs camp as a whole will still be counted as four. So they're just changing how the CS stuff works with it. Gromp, health up from 1650 to 2200. AD down by 4, 74 to 70. Attack range 200 to 175. It needs to be closer to you to attack you. It's going to do less damage, but uh, nominally, but it now does 5% of your target's current health on hit, and it will no longer heal the champion that killed it upon dying. So they've removed that uh, instant burst of health and mana. Blue, um, same sort of same sort of treatment, up health wise from 1850 to 2300. Uh, AD is down by 12 from 78 to 66, and Blue Sentinel now does 5% of his target's current health on hits. So this is still going to hit less hard than Red, but it is still going to hit decently hard. Um, lane Minion and Gold Experience changes. Lane Minion Experience. So junglers will only gain 75% experience from Lane Minions before their first pet evolutions. There's pets now introduced, unless the jungler is behind the average game level. Large Monster Gold. All large monster gold given to non-junglers has been reduced by 15 gold. So junglers get more out of it than your laners do. Always, it seems. All large monster experience given to non-junglers has been reduced by 15 experience, except for Ancient Krug, which has been reduced by 12. I figure they think it's because it's a much stronger um, or a, a tankier or a bigger um enemy it's more lane accessible perhaps that's the one why it's not uh lane monster experience or large monster experience for junglers all large monsters will now give 15 additional experience if you have a jungle companion if you have a pet um camp mechanic changes when a large monster dies all small monsters in their camp will be marked for death after 10 consecutive seconds of not being in combat with a champion monsters that have been marked for death will die so if you deem it's or you're not going to be able to leave one small raptor anymore. That will go away. So as soon as the big monster is gone, it's all going to be gone. So that means kill the whole camp if you're counter jungling. You no longer want to leave small bits on the side. Otherwise, it's just wasted gold. Junglers now deal 20% more damage for, from non-true damage sources to monsters on their own side of the jungle. So you're able to clear your side jungle faster than the other side. This increased damage will not apply when invading and dealing damage to the enemy camps, just as I said. Um, pardon gifts. All large monsters will now heal 27 plus 3 per level, increase up to 2.25 times base missing health, um, and restore. Um, so the all large monster takedowns will now heal you some health and restore some mana. You can go look at the math on that if you want. Um, upon takedown if you have a jungle companion. So if you have one of the three pets. So it will not heal people who don't have jungle companions, meaning laners, supports. Um, this heal mana restoration will take the form of a projectile that will be fired towards the champion that last hit the monster after a 0.3 second delay. I wonder if you could block that stuff with, you know, Samira, Yasuo. I feel like there's going to be some weird interactions where that sort of shit happens, but yep. Um, okay, so now what is all this pet stuff and companions that they're talking about? So... Um, there are now three pets. There is green, orange, and blue. So the same colors as the starting Pokemon. We have Bulbasaur, we have Charmander, we have Squirtle. Um, and so companion, this is what they do. So they're going to be different ones. You have to choose which one you want. Uh, companions will deal 20 uh, plus 4% bonus HP plus 15% AP plus 10% AD. So there's whatever, if you're going tank, there's bonus HP scaling, there's AP scaling if you're an AP champ, and there's AD scaling if you're an AD champ. Um, we'll deal 20 plus those ratios and we'll attack at a rate of one per second. So they have a one flat attack speed. After their owner has stopped attacking, they will attack two more times and then stop. Companions will heal, the, heal their owner for 70% of the above number every time they attack. So every they'll heal for 70% of the damage they do every time they attack. Damaging a camp from a distance will cause companions to leap attack toward the camp, dealing the same amount of damage. So they will uh, they'll go within small range of it. Um, these are also non-targetable things. These exist um, and are 
Uh, yeah, they're non-targetable. So I guess I should read the, the paragraph here, the more that I'm seeing this. It's dangerous to go into the jungle alone, so take one of these jungle companions. Traditional jungle items will now be replaced by adorable, feisty, and all-around wholesome companions. If you bring Smite, you'll have the option to purchase Moss Stomper, the green one, Scorch Claw, the orange or red one, and Gust Walker, the blue one, in egg form at the beginning of the game. They'll grow and evolve as you progress in the game by getting stacks from Monster and Champion Takedown, so be sure to give them lots of treats, stacks, and love. In an effort to conserve the Rift ecosystem, we strongly recommend that our furry and scaly friends and smite be kept in the jungle. So they're trying to incentivize junglers to clear the jungle camps and not take lane stuff, and laners to not take not be as rewarded for taking jungle stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, companions will provide their owners with an increase to mana regen equal to eight percent missing mana uh, plus eight percent missing mana times your level divided by 1.3 times 0.01 while in the jungle, including your jungle, the enemy jungle, and the river. So they're giving the companion, they're basically handing off, you would get mana regen from whether you had blue or red smite item when you're not in a lane or in a base. And now that is just transferred to the companion. Companion progression. Jungle companions will evolve twice throughout the game by acquiring treats via the large, uh, by, or via the following method, sorry, oof, brain fart. One treat per large monster champion takedown. So you get one from that. You get one bonus treat, or one bonus treat is stored every 60 seconds before reaching the companion's final evolution form. One bonus treat is stored every 90 seconds after reaching the companion's final evolution form. When a large monster is killed with bonus treats available, players will receive two treats and 50 bonus gold. One bonus treat stack will also be removed. Okay. As they evolve, they'll receive the following bonuses at each evolution. So the first evolution, smite damage is increased to 900. So it starts at 600. Um, smite damage will be increased to 900 true damage against monsters. Smite is now castable on enemy champions uh, once you hit that first evolution. It deals 80 to 160 true damage and slows the target by 20% for two seconds. Um now it is just blue smite. There's no red smite anymore. The jungle item will remain in your inventory. Um uh, still on the first one. Companion will visually evolve and Smite's icon will upgrade. So it, you'll, it'll be noticeable that they've had their first upgrade. Once you hit the second upgrade, which is the final upgrade, the jungle item is removed. So you now have an extra item slot. The companion will visually evolve. Smite's icon will upgrade. So again, all of those things will indicate that you can tell which of the steps the jungler is at. Players will become empowered and receive buffs depending on their chosen companion. And Smite damage will be increased to 1200 against monsters. So it's still going to do 80 to 160 based on level uh, true damage to champions, but the smite against monsters is up to 1,200. I guess not minions. I wonder about that. Um, and will do 50% of its damage as AoE damage against nearby monsters. I imagine it's minions and monsters, but uh, we'll have to see. So Moss Stomper, the green one, gain a 75 to 330 based on level, health shield, after killing a monster camp, or ten, after 10 seconds out of combat. This shield will remain indefinitely, just like Yumi's shield. Players will, and Rakan's shield, I guess. Players will gain 20% tenacity and slow resist while the shield is present, and for 3 seconds after it has been broken. Protection buff. Take 30% reduced damage from monsters while at least 2 allies are within 1300 units. So this will help you tank Dragon and Baron. It's really just tanking Baron at that point, because this is once you get the final evolution. Scorchclaw, so Scorchclaw's Slash. There's the tank one, there's the damage one, and then uh, there's another one. We'll see, Gus Walker seems kind of trash. Uh, Scorchwalker's Slash. Scorchclaw will accumulate Ember stacks at a rate of 3 stacks per 0.5 seconds, or 100 stacks upon killing a large monster. At 100 Ember stacks, your next instance of damage against an enemy champion will slow... All enemies in a 250 unit radius by 30%, decaying over 2 seconds, and deal burn damage equal to 5% of the target's maximum health and true damage over 4 seconds to the primary target. So they're integrating Red Smite into the monster here. The protection buff here. Take 30% reduced damage from monsters while at least 2 allies are within 1300 units. Okay, so that's on all 3 of them actually. I didn't realize that. Gustwalker's gate. So Gustwalker's buff. Uh, the blue one. Gain 45% bonus move speed when entering a brush and that move speed decays over 2 seconds after leaving the brush. This is increased to 60% for 2 seconds after killing a large monster. How is that ever useful? The only argument I've seen was LS was talking a bit about if uh, you have an Ivern on your team and you're walking in and out of that in combat. Okay, 
but that's it. And that's also super niche. So no, this is not, at this point, Gus Walker is trash compared to the other two. Moss Stomper seems okay. It seems like most people are going to be going Scorchclaw. But yep. Um, that are those are the jungle changes right there. And now though, I need to get to the items. Uh, okay, so um, is there? I need to find the jungle items that they're talking about. I guess uh, they're not on here. So that's fun. Um, okay, well, there are three tank mythics have been changed. So now Jack Show the Protean. Um, gold cost, 3,000. It has 400 health, 30 armor, 30 MR, 20 ability haste. The build path is Age of the Legion, Kindle Gem, and Ruby Crystal. Kind of a weird build path. The passive is Voidborn Resilience. For each second in champion combat, gain a stack of something. Um, a stack of Voidborn Resilience, I guess it's called. Granting two armor and MR up to eight max. So you can get up to 16 bonus armor and MR. At max, stacks become empowered. Instantly draining enemies around you for 3% of your max health, which is reduced to 30% against minions and monsters, and increasing your resistances by 10% until the end of combat. Um, okay, seems fine. Seems fine. But you'll see, it's not the best of them at all. It's actually the worst, I'd say. Radiant Virtue. Uh, oh, sorry. And then the mythic passive is it grants all other legendary items 5 armor and MR. So it's meant to give lots of resistances to whoever's around, which is okay. Um, Radiant Virtue. Gold costs 3,000. So all three of these actually cost 3... Uh, two of them cost 3,000 and Heart Steel costs 3,200 flat. So Radiant Virtue, 3,400 health, 30, MR, or 30 armor, 30 MR, 20 ability haste. Ages of the Legion, Kindle Gem, and Ruby Crystal. Is that the same build path for all three... No, it's not. So Radiant Virtue and Jack Show the Protean have the same build path, but yep. Um, and this one will grant all their legendary legendary items 100 health. Passive Guiding Light. Upon casting your ability or upon casting your ultimate, you transcend, increasing your max health by 10% for nine seconds. While transcended, you and allies within 1,200 range of you gain 15 non non ultimate ability haste and heal for 1% of your max health every 3 seconds increased by up to 100% based on that champion's missing health with a 60 second cooldown um so if you're someone that has a, a an ultimate that's less than 60 seconds Teemo, i mean there's so many champions silas like uh, we could go on and on and on there are there are a lot of champions that have shorter cooldowns they're saying this passive has less cooldown this seems cool it seems like more of a supportive style thing um, I think of support Cho'Gath would be cool with this, because uh, you stack a lot of health. I could also see, um, I don't know, if you're going like, maybe like a tank Jarvan maybe would get this, but I'm not, I'm not quite sure. It's, I'm not super sure. There's also the Ornn items for these, but I'm not going to cover those. Uh, Heart Steel. This is the one that most people are freaking out over, and it seems pretty broken to me. Uh, gold cost 3,200, so it's 200 more. 800 health, so it is double the health. Um, it has it has no resistances on it, but it does have 200% health regen and 20 ability haste. They all have 20 ability haste. Build path is Kindle Gem, Crystal Embracer, which is a rejuvenation beat and a ruby crystal, and then a giant spell, which is ruby crystal upgrading to giant spell. Uh, Mythic passive, grant all other legendary items 1% bonus health and 6% champ size. Charge up uh, a passive colossal consumption. Charge up a powerful attack against a champion over three seconds while within 700 range of them. The charge attack deals 125 plus six percent of your max health as bonus physical damage, and grants you 10 percent of that amount as permanent max health. 30 second cooldown per target, so you can continually stack up more and more and more health. Scion, Cho'Gath, um. Galio, maybe? Uh, Malphite, this would be good with as well. You could get this on Kled. Imagine him having so much health. Uh, I mean, this seems nuts. And this is the one that people are freaking out over. Um, so, yeah, this one's, this one definitely seems the best. It is more expensive. It doesn't offer resistances, so you have to deal with that. But if you can reckon with that, then this is this is going to be good. This also seems like a good Cassanti item as well. But yeah. Um, okay. Iceborne Gauntlet is no longer a mythic. Oh, actually, it is still a mythic. Sorry. So now there's more than three mythics here. Uh, gold cost, 2,800 to 3,000. So it's up by 200. 
the health is down by 50, it's down to 400. Armor is doubled at 25 to 50, MR 25 to 0, so no MR anymore. Ability haste unchanged at 20. The build path, uh, now, well, so it was Bami, Cinder, Null Magic, Mantle, Cloth Armor. Now it's Sheen, Kindle Gem, and Chain Vest. Uh, Mythic passive, grant all other legendary items 50 health, 5% tenacity, and 5% slow resistance. So, pretty good. Um, the spell passive Spellblade. After using an ability, your next attack is enhanced with an additional 100% base AD physical damage and creates a frost field for 2.5 seconds. That means that move across the field are slowed by 15% plus 0.004% bonus health. Have for range units. Um, a ratio on the slow. Wow. Your primary target is crippled, applying a 100% stronger slow on them and reducing their damage by 10% against you only for 2.5 seconds. And this ability has a 1.5 second cooldown. So you can infinitely slow people, or infinitely cripple their damage if you're constantly hitting this. This doesn't feel like an Ezreal thing. I know it's Iceborne Gauntlet, but this doesn't feel like that at all. Um, I mean, maybe if you're doing a tank Ezreal or something like that, but I highly doubt it. And then Frozen Fist is the Orn upgrade. Um, Rod of Ages is back, folks. Uh, the gold cost is 3,200. 60 AP, 30... Or 300 health, 400 mana. Build path is Catalyst of the Eons, and I'll go over that after this. Blasting Wand, 850 cost, and then Amptome at 435. So this item, once you purchase it, it does not have a unique... Oh, you can't buy two more of these. Never mind. This is a Mythic as well. And it grants all other legendary items 5 ability haste. This item gains 20 health, 20 mana, and 4 AP every minute, up to 10 times, for a maximum of 200 health, 200 mana, and 40 AP. Upon reaching max stacks, gain a level... And all effects of uh, this, the unique pass of Eternity, are increased by 50%. So, Eternity, restore mana equal to 8% of pre-mitigation damage taken from champions, and health equal to 20% of mana spent, up to 15 health per cast. Toggled abilities can only heal for up to 15 per second. For every... So, um, oof, what would be a toggle here? Munda, no... Um, I'm trying to think of what would be a good toggle. Uh, there's not a lot of them anymore. Singed. Okay, so Singed can only heal 15 per second. Um, Singed Poison. For every 250 health or mana restored this way, gain 25% decaying move speed for 2 seconds. And this doesn't have a cooldown, it's just permanently active. Um, okay, so Catalyst of the Eons, is, gold cost is 1100, 225 health, 300 mana, the build path is a ruby crystal and a sapphire crystal, restore mana equal to, it has the same thing as Eternity that I, I talked about earlier, um, same exact mythic passive as Rod, so once you upgrade it, Rod is giving you the stacking health and mana, and then up to 200 health, uh, and also the AP, but you gain a full level is the big thing, so what we what i don't know and what's interesting so let's say you're at 99 percent of the way towards a level does it give you the remaining xp needed to get to your next level or does it give you a full level so would it give you one percent of your xp needed or would it give you a full level up to needing one percent xp until you reach the next level so if you're 13 almost about to be 14 does it get you just to the beginning of 14 or to 14 about to be 15 and i'm not sure about that that's the question there. Um, Abyssal Mask, getting reworked. So the gold cost up by 300, health up by 50, mana, now it has mana attached to it, up by 300, MR up by 5, ability haste is 10, unchanged. The build path, it was Kindle Gem, Spectre's Cowl, now it's Catalyst, the Eons, and Spectre's Cowl. Um, now, the, it also has Eternity passive, which I've went over a couple times here, and it has uh, passive Unmake is not changed at all. So they're giving it better stats, because it was very niche, and it would never people would never really buy it, honestly. Can't tell you the last time I saw an Abyssal Mask. Um, Randuins. So Randuins is up by 300 gold cost, up by 150 health, down by 30 armor. It lost all of its ability haste. It only had 10. But now it was Warden's Mail Cloth Armor Ruby Crystal. Now it's Warden's Mail Giant's Belt, so it the build path feels better, but it will be... No, it'll just feel better in general. Um, the active humility, briefly slow enemy nearby enemies for 55% for two seconds with a one-minute cooldown is whatever. The rock-solid passive has not changed. Passive critical resistance, critical strikes now deal 20% less damage to you. Um, that, it used to be 10, I believe. Uh, and now, so this is the anti-crit item. Hey, it's got like a Demacia shield here. Very cool. 
in the image there. Okay, Sunfire, no longer a mythic. It is now legendary. It, the gold cost went down by 400. It lost 50 health. It gained 15 armor, lost all MR, lost all ability haste. The unique passive Flame Touch is gone, and the build path changed. It was Bomby Cinder to Aegis Legion. Now it's Bomby Cinder and Chain Vest to make up for the fact that they stripped away any MR and gold and stuff like that. Um, Immolate damage is no longer increased by 150% against monsters as well. Turbo Chem Tank is now a legendary, not a mythic. Um, basically, they're turning this into Old Righteous Glory is what's happening. The refuel passive has been removed. So the ability to refill it has been removed, but it will still fill up passively over time, or you could use it. Um, gold cost, 3,200 to 2,800. Uh, down by 400, it gained 50 health, it gained 25 MR, lost all armor. So this is an MR version of Sunfire in a way. Um, you're basically picking which one. If you want to build these, you're going to get one stat or the other. You're not getting both resistances. You're not going to double dip. Um, ability haste cut in half. It was 20, now it's 10. The build path was Bami Cinder Cloth Armor, Nell Magic Mantle, and now it's Kindle Gem, Negatron Cloak, and Ruby Crystal. Feels much better to build now. Um... Age of the Legion, gold cost down by 200. Thank God, Age just felt so fucking bad to sit on all that gold and wait for it because you're spending 750 and you needed to spend another... Uh, I mean, now it's just way cheaper. Like, 200 less gold? Okay, I'd rather sit on that for the combination rather than the components because it just fills up your inventory space. It felt really bad. If you, if you were building this for a first item Sunfire... Not a big deal. If you're building this for like a stone plate later on, are you going to build a Null Magic Mantle or are you going to have room for pink wards or something? Like it just felt really bad. So yeah. Um, Tiamat is being uh, updating to be more in line with Ravenous Hydra. So uh, I'll read Tiamat and then Hydra in that order. Um, unique passive of Cleave. It's now going to... It's basically going to um, have... So the amount of damage that it's doing no longer is relevant to distance. If you're within the range, you're taking the whole whole damage. Um, it now also is going to do 50% of your total AD for melee champions and 25% of total AD for range champions. So you're no, it's not going to be anywhere near as good to go uh, Tiamat items on range champions, i.e. Titanic or Ravenous or something, Twitch. Kogma or Ezreal would go that sometimes too. That's about it, though. You didn't really see it on anyone else, to my knowledge. Um, Ravenous Hydra. So the AD is down by 5. No build path changes, no gold changes, nothing. The unique passive is the exact same as Tiamat, as I just... Oh, okay, it's up a little bit. Um, instead of being 50 and 25% respectively for Tiamat, now it's going to be 60% for total AD uh, in melee form and 30% for range champion in, in a range form. Um, now it also has a new unique passive, Carnivorous. Gain 0.6 AD and 0.1% Omnivamp on minion kills. Increased twice that amount for champions, large slash epic monsters, and siege minions. Stacks up to 24 AD and 4% Omnivamp. Um, so this stacks 40 times. Lose half of these stacks on death. This is very, very cool. Um, it will allow... It's kind of like a old Cho'Gath ult. For those people who used to play back then, you're going to lose stacks of it, but you don't lose all your stacks. You just lose half. So this is kind of win harder in a way. Um, yeah. Spear of Sojin is back. So I love the ta I have love this like line that they have in here. Become the AD caster you've always wanted to be. It's so true. For those people who used to play and remember Spear of Sojin, it was a fucking terror on specific champions and garbage on everyone else um gold cost 3400 it's expensive 65 ad 300 health 20 ability haste the build path is a bf sword a kindle gem and a Caulfield's warhammer so that's not terrible you have to build bf sword but it's really not that bad um and this is a legendary item by the way so there's two unique passives. So the first one is uh, Exigency. Gain up to 15% melee or 10% for range. Move speed based on your percent missing health maxed out while below 33% health. Cool. The more th the why it's called being a caster is unique passive Dragon Force. Um, Non-ultimate non non spells gain an extra 8 plus 8% 8 bonus AD ability haste for melee champions and 6 plus 6% 6 bonus ability haste for range champions. Reduced to 4... Uh, so it's cut in half for spells that immobilize. Renekton W um, 
Aatrox Q, Jax E, etc. So like Renekton's Q would get more ability haste reduction than Renekton W. That's how it works. Does not apply. And again, non-ultimate. Very important there. Navori Quick Blades is getting a little bit of a change as well. The ability haste is down by 10, and it's now getting two unique passives. The gold cost, everything else is the same. All the stats the same, just losing 10 ability haste. But if you have at least 60% crit, uh, crit chance, your attacks reduce your non-ultimate ability cooldowns by 15% of their remaining cooldown. Uh, unique passive impermanence. Your abilities deal 20% increased damage based on your critical strike chance. So... Almost bringing in, for those of you who played TFT with uh, Magic Gauntlet, I think it's like, J Ooh, what does it even call Like Bejeweled Gauntlet or something? Uh, TFT Items Wiki. What is that called? Um, oh my god. Uh, jeweled Gauntlet, not Bejeweled, just Jeweled Gauntlet. Okay, so Jeweled Gauntlet in that way allows magic, or allows spells to crit. And this is now kind of doing that. It's allowing spells to do increased damage based on crit chance. So there are some spells that do this already. Um, I can think of Misfortune R. You can think Samira R. Um, Zaya E as well. The, the Blade Call when she pulls all her feathers back. That does that. Um, there are some others as well. Uh, Lucian R does more bullets. So it hence does more damage. So there's stuff like that. But... I'm not aware, so now I wonder for, you know, for those that didn't have anything before, this just does 20%, uh, up to 20% if you have 100% crit chance. Now for those that already did more damage based on your crit chance, does this multiply this increased number by 20%, or does it, I don't, I wonder how the math interacts there, that's where my head is going, so... Um, a few champion changes as well. Cho'Gath, his R damage is increased. It's just the flat number to keep up with the increase in smite. So his R now does 1,200 damage to non-champions. The health and the AP scalings are untouched. Um, Nunu, his Q is the same way. Rakan has been changed from range to melee. Lilia has been changed from range to melee. Uh, Lilia is... Rakan did not have any other stat changes, but Lilia is losing 20% or 20 base health, but she is getting one more health growth so late. So at the end of the game, she will have three less health than she did before. Not a big deal, but melee will help. So it grants for both of them, really, it grants them enhanced uh, or it grants them the ability to use Tiamat items. Not that either one would want to, but they could um, better. And then it will it will remove their ability to use Hurricane. Not that either one of them does, but that is a thing that it does. Um, they now both get the better version of Demonic Embrace Burn. They now get the better version of uh, Eclipse, if you're doing that. Again, neither one of them would. But Demonic Embrace is very real for both of them. Um, if you're going to go full Bruiser on Lilia, for example, you could get a Death Dance, and you're now going to get the melee benefits as opposed to the range benefits. The range benefits are not that good. The melee benefits are much better. It's still not amazing. It's not like SS tier. I don't know. Not SS tier. It's not like S plus tier. Not SS tier. Sorry. Um, but, uh, it's not S plus tier, but it is still going to be very good there. Um, smite now, the new smite names, instead of having chilling or challenging smite, so blue smite, red smite, now it's just smite. And then once you upgrade it once, it's unleashed smite and then primal smite. Um, primal is the top of it. And they didn't have the companion stacks up there when they were explaining them earlier, but you need to get... 20 stacks to upgrade it the first time and 40 to upgrade it the second time. So champion takedowns give you two. Uh, let's just run back through that again really quickly. I just want to be sure. So it's 0, 20, 40. And, the, and you get your stacks through um, one for killing a large monster or a champion. And then there's one bonus tree to store it every 60 seconds before reaching the final evolution form, and one bonus tree to store it every 90 seconds after reaching the final evolution form. So you have to kill large monsters. You can either farm or gank and get them to go through at the same rate. Theoretically, if you're killing as fast as you're killing camps, but you kind of want to, you know, intermingle between the two. Um, they haven't touched any sorts of uh, respawn timers of camps or anything like that to my knowledge either. Okay, last thing for Summoner's Rift is turret plating. So plates will now get 15 more gold per plate, um, but 
They will also have five more armor and MR for when the bulwark is on. And for those that don't know what that is, it's very important, so go look it up. Um, because it's uh, it's a longer read there. ARAM is having some balance changes there. There's lots of energy. All the energy users minus Shen are getting 20% bonus energy regen. There's a lot of assassins that are getting tenacity given to them. Ash is losing, is getting a negative 20 ability haste right on the top there. Um, champs, base stat cleanup, anyone. Attack speed growth is being rounded to the nearest 0 0.005. They're rounding your AD or base stats to the nearest one and some other growth to 0 0.005. Um, some behavioral systems updates as well. Competitive, so uh, this is so nice. Teams have the option now to call a unanimous early surrender vote if an AFK player is detected on their team. So it used to be between 10 and 15 minutes. Now it's between 3.30 and 15. This is so nice because some people would just leave and then you have to wait till 10 minutes. You What, do you just sit in base? No, because you could be penalized then for it as well. Ugh, so nice. Um, in ranked solo duo, uh, so in solo queue, all summoner names that are not yours or your duo partners will be replaced with ally one through five so that you can't, this is basically to stop people from looking them up on sites and taking their champion away or banning it or being toxic in any way. You don't know who is who until you're already into the game. So you can't uh, target other people away. I imagine with desktop side clients that might, that I wonder how that's going to get fed in, but um, yeah, we'll have to see about that. Um, There's also remake stuff. Uh, before three minutes, if a player is in Fountain for 90 continuous seconds, their team is able to initiate a remake. At 45 seconds, a player will receive a chat message telling them they need to leave the Fountain. At 70 seconds, they will receive another one telling them they need to leave the Fountain. So if someone does load in but doesn't leave the Fountain, then you can get rid of you can get out of that game in 90 seconds. Um, Eternal Season Season Two is here. So go check those out if you want. I want to go check those. I'm probably going to buy it. Um, but yeah, and then the Mythic Shop rotation now has... Uh, so leaving there will be Prestige Bewishing Misfortune, Prestige Coven LeBlanc, and Mythic Chroma High Noon Senna. Now available. Star Guardian, or Prestige Star Guardian Nico, Prestige Conqueror Jax, and Mythic Chroma Galaxy Slayer Zed. That's a cool skin. Um, those are all really cool skins, actually. Rewards are given out. There's going to be some bug fixes that they have coming through. I looked ahead of time and didn't see anything that was crazy important. Um, but, yeah, there's more Space Groove skins, which I love this skin line. It's so cool. Some of these are sweet to see as well. Orn looks awesome. Uh, Gragas looks fucking insane. Teemo looks pretty cool. Tarek fits this perfectly. Um, and there's Prestige Space Groove Nami. Sejuani got or is victorious for this year as well. All the chromas on the space groove look too, because it's such a cool, colorful pop type thing. So please go check those out. Um, anyways, that is the end of this solo cast going through preseason here. So um, we'll be off next week. Um, so there'll be no podcast coming out or no podcast recorded on Thanksgiving week. We'll come back the week after, which will be right before the tournament. And uh yeah, we'll talk about how we feel after having played some games on the Rift and kind of seeing how it all feels, how it looks. Um, we might we might talk about it then. We might delay it one more week because we also have some other content planned, but we will do some more deeper analysis on this. I wanted to cut, just run through everything because as opposed to reading the patch notes, you all could do that yourself, but I'm reading through it for those of you who don't want to or haven't seen it and want to, want to hear my beautiful voice run through it. Um, so you get to hear it first here and then my initial reactions on some of that stuff but um yep so that's the end of this episode just reminders go sign up for the tournament it's on december 3rd at 1 p.m eastern time um go sign up for that i will post the link in the episode description i will also uh or also please show up for community nights i'm unsure if there will be a community night next week but generally they are tuesdays every week at 7.15 Eastern time it all starts and goes for several hours. We were playing for like four or five hours yesterday. It was fantastic, or two days ago. No, yesterday, because I'm recording on a Wednesday today. It was fantastic. Um, also, check out our Patreon. We have a slew of benefits and that you should go check out. 
and at various different price points. So uh, if you're curious about that, go to the beginning of this audio recording and you can hear, uh, unless you're on the video, but if you're listening to this on Spotify or wherever podcasts can be found, go to the beginning. I talk through all the different Patreon benefits that we have in the price points. Um, so there's that. And then, uh, whew, what else is there? Um, if you have any feedback for us, please send that to feed uh, to questions at trinityforcepodcast.com or go to our Discord and leave that in the feedback thread of the Discord. Um, other than that, thanks for hanging in there with me, everyone. Hopefully I'll feel better the next time that you see me because I am a little under the weather. I tried to edit out as much sniffles as I could. But yeah, um, so thanks for listening, everyone, and uh, see you all next time. And have a good holiday break for those of you that do celebrate Thanksgiving. Have a good, enjoyable one. Bye. Thanks for listening to our product and being a member of the Trinity Force Network community. If you have a moment, please head over to iTunes and give your favorite show a comment and a rating. If you're so inclined, you can check out all of the other great shows in the network. We've got a wide variety of content from League of Legends to general gaming and role-playing podcasts. If you'd like to follow us on social media, we can be found at Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit under T-Force Network. We've also got a Patreon under that name where you can support your favorite shows with a small donation each month. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you continue to enjoy all of our podcasts, videos, and the community that we provide. provided.